Crows Radio Show with Source. He tumbles it forward. It's going to run through. Source Jacobs, what a goal. Yeah. And Tomo. Massive week in football. Massive show on Triple M. Oh, Crows fans, hello to you. 104.7 Triple M, the Crows Radio Show with Source and Tomo. And what a privilege to be doing it. On game day as well, as I welcome the man that played 208 games at the highest level, Sammy Jacobs. Hello, mate. Morning, Tomo. We're back. It's been a long, uh, a long, oh. a long couple of weeks with the boy, but uh, it doesn't get any bigger than Collingwood at the G today, which I can't, cannot wait for. How good! And some real, real exciting news throughout the week. Josh Rochelle signs a long-term deal. Saligo as well. Chase Jones away. Schonberg. This is brilliant. The big five are signed uh, throughout the week, Tomo, which is which is very exciting. Yeah. What Jake Saligo, Chase Jones, Harry Schonberg. Max, Mike Lanning, of course, Josh Rochelle. Now, we know uh, Rochelle and Saligo, they're pretty much just moving the family over there. They're mm. signed for that long. So yeah. it's, it's fantastic. They love, love, the, love the club and love the city, which has been great. So we're very excited to have them on board. And a big hats off to the footy club as well for, for getting involved with that because I think in a different era, we were the, the club where players actually departed. Now they're signing long-term. Yeah, I agree, mate. And it, it, it does. It gives credit to obviously the coaches and um, the list manager, Reedy, and, and, and the recruiting officer, Hamish Ogilvie, to... To bring in guys and, and sell the vision to them as well, because when they came in, I guess we were going through the, the development stage, um, but now I guess they can see a way forward. The club's in a good spot. You know, we've got the facility coming up. It's a great time to be an Adelaide Crow, especially as a young player. Yeah, bloody ass, mate. Uh, speaking of another young gun crow, Riley Thilthorpe's going to join us in about half an hour's time. I must admit, the the big Thilthies, uh, I, I love him. He's one yeah. of my favourites. Um, I think because he's big, he can cover the ground. He can play anywhere, play on the wing, takes a good mark. Um, doesn't mind going in the rocket times as well. So, mate, I look forward to having a chat to him. And another guest as well, not quite so young, but Rhett Biggles <laughs> also, but one big bastard. Well, we're going big, though. <laughs> you can't come on unless you're 200 centimetres today. So, I might walk You're in strife. <laughs> yep. uh, now, Biggles, obviously a fan favourite and a very, very popular teammate as well and uh, Triple M's very own. Absolutely, mate. Let's get stuck into it for a Sunday morning. Crows Radio Show. Used to love this guy. We still do. Yep. Love the way he went about it on field, though. Don't worry about that. Rhett Biglands is his name. 134 games to his name. And one of the great characters in the AFL. Biggles, you got us. Uh, thanks for having me on, boys. Looking forward to this. I've been waiting for about two years since you've had this show. I've obviously run out of recruits. <laughs> started, started beautifully. Oh, man. Now, Biggles, um, let's straighten up a little bit, mate. Let's uh, let's go through your journey. But, you know, we were just speaking off air about the Port Adelaide Footy Club, but that's where you actually started, mate. Is that right? Yeah, in 97, they picked um, the best 40 out of the – well, not the best, I think best 30, and then a few also ran like myself. Yeah. But, Dad from the SANFL, and, and that was the first team going into the AFL. Then they brought over Gavin Wanganin and John Ron Bottas and Matty Promise and a few others from Victoria. Yeah, so I got the nod there after my um, old man used to sit down the Alberton Bowling Club and um, grew up before the Crows came in, of course. Yeah. Um, yep. Back in support, and then um, realised I was I could actually speak, so they, I had all my teeth as well. So they, Quite a port, <laughs> mate. Uh, and now, obviously, coming across to the Crows, you came across at a great time, and 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 we obviously we speak to a lot of players in your your generation, and um, you know, s- such good players with Rashudo, McLeod, Edwards, Goodwin, all these types. And mate, you were very fortunate to play some good footy with them, and also had some team success as well. The funny thing is, I don't think any of those blokes would have survived with social media these days. <laughs> 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 Oh man! It's not a joke because we often talk about it. Like, how would we have survived with what we got away with back then? <laughs> it was probably a lucky period because, like, when they were owning, like, they were publicans who owned, you know, half of Adelaide, and 
and just used to be able to put on the best parties of all time because no one had phones. Yeah. Like, yep. they, it was incredible. Oh, man. Mate, and that's why I think that's why you had such a good team because you all got on so well off-field as well. Yeah, well, there was a minor division which separated and uh, we won't revisit that one, but that was a bit unfortunate with a couple of the stars. But uh, yep. apart from that, yeah, it was... Pretty much everyone loved each other. Yeah, and and played in some some big showdowns as well. Biggles, uh, that you know, you talk about rivalries, doesn't get any bigger than that here in Adelaide, mate. What were your memories from those? Yeah, because I started with Port, of course, always was looking forward to my first showdown. And my first showdown was when um, I think Rue kicked three and had forty-two, and we were down Far by out. twenty points. Yeah, he, he absolutely put us all on his back, and that was at Footy Park, and it was when you know it was sell out every week. That, that was incredible. And the party after that one back at Sean Wren's place was off the charts. <laughs> and that, that's where it was that good a celebration that Rennie didn't make it to training the next morning. Oh, no. And Gary Ayres made him stand out in the middle of the oval and for us, to, the rest of us to do um, recovery laps around Rennie while he was standing there. And Rennie was actually the only sober one because he had to stop people from <laughs> jumping in his pool off the roof and stuff like that. Oh. And, when he got and he had to stand there, and then he walked into the office in John Reed's office after that, and said, "I want to trade." And they traded him to Hawthorne off the back of that. Oh, what? <laughs> just what? Just what you're telling us this story. So Big was obviously Triple M's very own oh, Tomo, yeah. but mate, your your ability to consume knowledge and remember stories is second to none. Have this have you always uh, been able to do this? I only you know source you know what I mean only off field. Like, I couldn't tell you what Neil Craig said at half time of the prelim final, but. <laughs> Of any of the finals, but I could tell you, yeah, majority. I didn't miss a footy trip over the eleven years no. I was in the NFL. So no, we're picking up that vibe. Consistency—that's what we loved about Biggles. Consistency and had the ability to break through through pain barriers as well. So he's moved down onto the boundary for Triple yep. M. He's been doing this for a long, long time. I bring that up, Biggles, because I just want to know what the hell happened this day. Let's head to uh, Red Biglands, the Triple M Gas World Interchange. Thanks, Jason. Sitting right alongside the Suns bench. Uh, very balanced bench too, boys. Alec Megan is running through there. Um, he'll pinch it up forward. Horsley sitting right alongside of him. He'll rotate through the mids. Matt Shaw run through the back 50. Flanagan is the sub. Uh, over to the Crows, boys. Matty Yench, he copped, the, uh, he copped a massive punch to the head last week from James Boyd. Um, in the SNFL, it really blew him in pieces, boys. Biggles. Uh, Rue, you love it. Biggles, yes. you sound like you've had your tongue pierced. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we had Ken Callender on the bed. I, I caught one at footy training Wednesday night, <laughs> and it's not going well. <laughs> well Biggles, did you cop one, or was that a big night? What happened there? No, I, I can't actually remember the story, but anyway, the, uh, it was pretty That's probably the funniest thing Warren Treadway's ever said on that. <laughs> <laughs> Because I don't know how to find that. Oh, <laughs> mate, there's a Biggles Files here at Triple M. Yeah, they need your hard drive after my stuff up since 17 years with Triple M. Oh, we love it. Oh. We love it. Nah, good stuff, Biggles. Thanks so much for jumping on board the Crows Radio Show, mate. Like I said, one of the great characters of the game and uh, a bloody good footballer yourself. Is that it? So I've been ringing and emailing for two years and you give me two minutes and that's it. <laughs> I couldn't have pumped you up anymore, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Biggles. Good work, lads. Have a good one. Thanks, Cheers, mate. mate. Cheers. This is the Crows Radio Show with Source and Tomo, and you can get the podcast exclusively on the listener app, L-I-S-T-N-R. Now, Saucy, big week 
for the football club in terms of some young guns. And I can see the smile on your face already, <laughs> mate. But so many signings. The big five, as you've called it, of uh, yeah, some young superstars that have signed with the Adelaide Footy Club this mate, week. Mate, it's an exciting uh, exciting period for the club. And I think the biggest nod for these guys is a lot of them actually already contracted. Mm. So they've not only uh, re-signed, but they've re-signed while they're already in contract. So they're not going anywhere for a long time. But, um, mate, as, as we mentioned in the opener, it's, um, it's these guys have pledged their... Pledge their future to the club, um, yep. and obviously they see a vision. They see where we're going, and I think you know. I think the club's really setting themselves up for you know nothing's guaranteed, but we should put ourselves in a really strong position to be able to compete for finals going forward. Jake Saligo is the first one we're talking about right now, signed to the end of 2029. Here's what his thoughts were. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when the club came to me, I was really stoked to sort of um, be a part of this this journey that we're on um, as a young group and. Yeah, and hopefully one day come out with a flag. So, yeah, it's very exciting news. There was a bit of commentary throughout the week saying I don't think there was, you know, too many longer-term deals like that. There's been a few five-year deals that have been thrown out of the Adelaide Footy Club. But to go that extra step as well to the end of 2029, they must show some real faith in this young kid. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It goes both ways, doesn't it? 2029 is a long long way away. Yeah. Um, You know, we're we're talking six years away, Mm. so... Um, no, very exciting, Solly. And I, I guess, you know, when you look at him as a player, he's, the way he prepares and all that, that, that's what you're judging him on as well. The, yep. way, the way he prepares and how he gets ready is, is consistency of, of, you know, training and games and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, I think we'd like to like to think we see, keep seeing a spike with, uh, with Solly and mm. he's going to be an integral part of the team going forward. Absolutely. And the best thing about him is he thinks about teammates straight away. Here he is talking about Chase Jones when he re-signed for the Adelaide Footy Club. Yeah, they were all super pumped. Um, Chase, I was very happy for Chase yesterday. Um, he's had a great season. Um, and yeah, for all the boys, they, they were super excited for both of us. Um, the coaches had a bit of a talk to us this morning. Um, yeah, and it's been good. Yeah. What about our man, Josh Rochelle as well, Saucy? Oh, isn't he just the excitement machine? Obviously, Isaac came in and, you know, he's going to be here for a long time going forward as well. But yeah. to have Isaac and, uh, and Josh um, signing long-term deals... Um, the big Texan might be putting his hand out for a long-term oh, yeah. deal as well, the oh, yeah. uh, the oh, way yeah. people speak about him. But, yeah, um, yeah it was really good, mate. And, uh, you know, to see Rash going around Adelaide, we don't get any better. No, how good. Here is Josh Rochelle talking about his contract. I def- as I said, I want to be a one-club player. Um, looking at, like, Tex and, and Rory and these guys who are playing 250 games, um, that's definitely something I want to do. Um, and then every day we have our meeting rooms and we see the likes of Rashudo, McLeod and those guys who have won back-to-back premierships. So I definitely want to be a premiership player. That's something I've always played for. Impressive young kid. He is, mate. And, and the other thing is they're not backwards and coming forwards. Are they? They're happy no. to put out there that we're here to win a flag. Yeah, absolutely. They're not They're not yeah. shying away from it. And um, I think these guys, are, you know, they're, they're meant for the big stage. Yep. And, um, the other thing I like is not only they're talking about the future, they're saying, why not this year? Yeah, exactly. why, why not? Why not give it a crack this year and starts no bigger than today when we take on Collingwood and, you know, I expect to see the boys put in a really good performance and really take it to the pies. Crows radio show. It's a beautiful Sunday morning and so, so good to get a player on game day as well. Riley Fieldthorpe, his name. And I tell you what, the Adelaide Crows are a lot better side with this man. He's one it? of my favourites. Oh, yeah. He joins us right now. <laughs> Filthy, hello, mate. I'm very well. How are you, boys? Good. We are absolutely sky high. Now, let's talk about your footy journey, mate, since you got to the Adelaide Crows. Like I said, a very, very impressive young man. You must be absolutely thrilled to see how your career's going so far. Yeah, no, it's been been a great experience um, being such a young team. And, you know, we're starting to get a few more wins on the board. So this year's been a lot of fun, and I'm really excited for the future. 
Now, mate, you've, you've come in and you've made a big impact straight away. Now, I think, you know, obviously when you're, when you're a high draft pick, there's always an expectation that people just want to see you straight away. And, and you being a big guy as well obviously takes a bit of time. But, mate, you seem to uh, have taken to AFL like a duck to water, mate. Do you feel now you're in your second year, you're starting to feel a bit more comfortable? I mean, you did kick five goals on debut, Tomo, oh, which, on, which, yeah. we, which we love. But yeah. uh, you feel a lot more comfortable at AFL level now? Yeah, I do. I've learned how up and down footy is, though. <laughs> I think the next week I had about six touches and two goals. So um, I learned it wasn't it wasn't that easy. Uh, the first game was was a very special moment, and I'm yeah thrilled that I got to have that. But yeah, I've learned that AFL life isn't that easy. Uh, now, now, mate, t- talk to us about your preparation. Um, you know, talking to a few of the boys, you're you're the first one there. You're the last one to leave. Um, now I know you've had not not body challenges, but you know every young fella has his has his injuries from time to time, but, mate, you're the ultimate uh, preparer. Tell us about your preparation and, and what you do to get ready for games. Uh, yeah, well, I try and do as much as I can to make sure I'm um, ready for the game day, but I've, I've sort of learned that I was a bit, I've gone a bit crazy my first couple of years, uh, so I've toned it down a little bit, and I'm sort of learning what works for me. So, um, yeah, things are going pretty well this year. Now, Filthy, uh, at the start of the year, mate, yeah, it's very, very stiff, in my opinion, to, to miss out uh, into the, the starting 22. How, how was that for you? Did, you? did you take that as, you know, a little bit of inspiration to, to play the good footy that you're playing right now, mate? Yeah, it definitely helped spur me on a little bit more. Um, but no, the coach were all really open and honest, and I knew what they wanted from me and what would get me back in the team, and I, I went back and, uh, you know, did that, and here we are. I'm just happy that I've played, you know, ten or so games in a row now, and yeah. hopefully finish out the year in the, in the ones. Good on you. Now, mate, take us take us off field. You know, you're a local boy. We know your dad played ice hockey and all that growing up as well. But, mate, I do know that you're studying. Um, I guess what does a day off look like uh, for Riley Thilthorpe? Uh Yeah, pretty crazy at the moment. I've just finished a uh, another course I was doing on yep. property um, stuff. So Good to hear. I finished that. So now it's just a, a bit of golf and chilling out with my my little puppy. Uh, so life's pretty cruisy at the moment. What sort of dog you got? Uh, he's meant to be an English stuffy, but I think the breeder screwed me over, so oh, I don't really know. Oh, no. <laughs> we need to unpack that a little hey, bit, David. Run us through that one, please. Yeah. What did you think you were getting a nice little thing? What, a mangy thing you're rolling with, are you? No, I love him to death, but he's definitely not a pure English stuffy. I don't know what he is, oh. but um, <laughs> nah, he's, he's great. He's full on, but yeah. Black Labrador. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you love him, mate, as long as he's good, that's the main thing. And uh, mate, just before we let you go, uh, the golf game, I know you uh, always talk to you a little bit about this, but you are a developing golfer and, and you're slowly getting into it. How's the, uh, how's the game looking? Uh, not good, I think. I've found a way to keep football less stressful and it's golf i think golf's my um, uh footy's my release now and golf's the stressful part of my life so um nah golf's all right it's good good to play with a few of the boys and get to know them a bit better and yeah uh, it's a good way to waste a day so no nah, i love it I haven't no. met too many footballers that football's getting in the way of their golf yeah, games yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Riley, mate, thanks, awesome thanks so much for jumping on board the crows radio show mate and all the very best today no worries thanks boys really appreciate it cheers mate now, Saucy, um, 2023 has been a, a bit of a strange change for everyone involved in the AFL system, not only as players, coaches, and et cetera, but fans as well, because the tackling crackdown yes. has been paramount. It has, mate. There's obviously been a lot of rule changes over the last few years, which always, I guess, cause um, you know discussion points throughout the um, throughout the, uh, the AFL, but I guess this one's probably more so than ever is, is the tackling one, probably because mainly it affects the way players are 
obviously playing the game really mm. and it's affecting the fabric of the game which you've heard some commentators mention that you know are we actually taking away the essence of what the game's actually about and um, with pressure being more prevalent than probably ever in the game, mm. um, it's a really fine line, and the players seem to not struggling to adapt to it. But is always always some headlines to come out of the games. Quite interesting, really, having a, a look at games of footy on a Friday, Saturday night, and listening to the commentary. I find very, very yep. important. So, if you actually sit down and watch the game, you see a dangerous tackle there, and it's just like, right, what are, what can the commentators tell us who are there right at the game? And when they have no idea, <laughs> yep. we're in real strife. Yep. Like, and that's just being brutally honest about things. It is, and especially when it's Luke Hodge and Matthew Richardson yeah. um, on <laughs> a Thursday right. and Friday night footy. Yeah. They're the ones that have no idea. And I guess the one for me is is now, as a player, I, I would probably I'd be prepared to miss a tackle to not get suspended. Mm-hmm. Now that's a massive thing to say mm. because you don't know you don't know exactly where where it all sits and mm. um I guess that's easy for me as a as a past player to say that and I mean a current player is probably not going to say that because you know they want to keep their spot yeah. and, you know they don't want their coach to to think anything you know of their form or whatever but that's 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 unfortunately where where the where it's been and and but I guess there's two parts of it is we the 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 importance of Health and welfare is obviously paramount. Yeah, so I 100%. guess no one's going to question the the idea of yeah. you know protecting players and all that sort of stuff. But how how do we get there? That's probably the main thing. Well, hundred percent, and I'm totally. I put my hand right up, and yeah. the, the bumps are a, a classic one yeah. that has changed completely. Yeah. Okay, but this one here, there's too many hoops for players that they need to jump through yeah. in split second decisions. Because at the end of the day, we we are playing a contact sport, yep. and there is a risk of injury in footballing accidents. Yeah. So that's the thing. So if we're trying to take all of that out of it, we just won't have a contact sport anymore. Yeah. And, that, and that's just being honest. Yeah, I know. And I guess the one, and you hear it a bit now, is is that real intent to hurt? Is there actually an intent to hurt? No, well, I don't you, think there is. No, there, there isn't. I, I think you can. I think you can say comfortably that the that's gone from the game. Yeah. Is gone to the days where you want to dump someone in the ground to put them out or. Mm. Um, you know, to tire them out so they're you know more exhausted come later in the game. All that's out, and the player welfare and the player care is is absolutely fantastic. And players have been, I think, you know, hats off to them. They've adjusted really well. And, well I agree. Yeah. So the, the the pinning of the arms is an interesting yep. one for me because it doesn't matter how old you are. Once you learn, you know, you get taught how to tackle is pin an arm, and it's not to hurt. No, it's pin an arm so that you've got the ability for your opponent to throw the ball. Yeah. And so they have no control over the footy, not that their own body. And it's the second motion of that. You pin the arm and then you you drop. But the tackle, the people that are getting suspended at the moment, it's not happening because of that. No, exactly. So they don't have arms pinned and then getting dropped and they're still getting suspended or sighted and then getting off. Yeah. So I guess, and then the other thing that's changed is it used to be probably three or four years ago, it was if you hurt someone, you're going to get suspended on the back of that. Mm. Now it's probably like someone might get hurt, then they get off. And then obviously we've got the, the match review system and all that, which mm. is obviously layers to that. But I guess in, in very simple terms at the moment, we will absolutely applaud the AFL in terms yeah. of um, health and safety comes first with players' heads and concussions and all that sort of stuff, which is fantastic. But we just need to find the line of just to give players clarity and well, also supporters clarity and past players and that clarity as well. Yeah. Well, when you're getting awarded free kicks for the tackle and yeah. then getting suspended for a couple of games, I think it's some interesting times. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> but uh, we look forward to, uh, to seeing how it unfolds in the, in the back half of the year. It's been another edition of the Crows Radio Show. And I tell you what, Saucy, you just keep getting better and better. Del- <laughs> deliver City. Don't worry about me, mate. What about our guests? Are the, are the big guys not just the best personalities? Uh, yeah. You get a lot from Filthy. You get a yep. lot from Biggles. When you get the big 200 centimetres yeah. on, they right. just they just bring the gags. Uh, bring the humour with them. They're I so lovable. Uh, I felt you felt right at home. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah we need to change the title of this show. The big, the big Crows. <laughs>
<laughs> oh, fantastic. If you missed anything from the show, you can get it on the listener app, L-A-S-T and R. And, uh, well, fingers crossed we can have a good, good day over the border today, Sauce. Yeah, very excited. Um, obviously, we mentioned all the guys signing and, and Filthy and all those guys, so hopefully they can put on a show at the MCG, um, which we, we must give a mention to our, uh, our Victorian Bloody and oath. interstate fans. We yeah. got a, we generally get about 10,000 mm. uh, Crows fans in a, in a Melbourne game, so awesome. there's a lot of expats, South Australians, so give them a shout-out, get along to the MCG today and, and get along and watch the boys hopefully uh, get a win. Yep. I'll see you next Sunday from 9 o'clock, See you mate. then, mate.